This show was first broadcast on Free FM, Hamilton, New Zealand's community access media organisation. For more information on our lineup of shows and the role we play in the media, visit freefm.org.nz. Namai, Hari Mai, Kiora Tanakwe, Free FM 89.0. Good afternoon to you. Welcome to the last Sunday in January. We're nearly through January. What was the last Sunday in January? Or second to last anyway. Whatever. Good afternoon. It is January 22nd, 2023. It is day 22, 2432 go. Well, before we start the history lesson, I've got a personal opinion on the resignation of Jacinda Ardern. This is my own private thoughts. She was forced out of office by, you see what's in the columns of the papers this morning, but also by a very bad, bad media, the usual stuff on talkback, the anti uh, the anti-Adurn media that we have in this country, like the hosts at News Talk ZB and others on um, Today FM and others. And then you get uh, Dan Wooten from the ex-Kiwi who's on a network in Britain. But thank goodness for Stephen Colbert who praised this week the Prime Minister and her actions. He made a joke of it. He said, I can't wait to come to New Zealand to be the bridesmaid at uh, Clark and... Jacinda's wedding. It's going to be an interesting. But she was, yes, she was forced out. She had had enough. We have got some very bad one-sided media in this country. That's my opinion. It's not this media, not this radio station. It is mainstream media, the talkback stations. Well, that's my opinion. At 18 minutes to one, let's look at the history lesson for today. This was number one in this country today in 1973. A lieutenant pigeon, mouldy old doe. Well, Operation Compass was the um, campaign to take Tobruk from the Italians. 82 years ago today, 1941, the Italians... Lost, killed, captured, 3,000 to 20,000. The Allies only lost 400. And on the day, 1941, Geraldo with all in favour say aye.
night should be filled with beautiful music and starlight all over the sky. Do you do do? A big moon above with plenty of love. All in favor say aye. Aye. Every day should be gay. You work just a little. I mean just enough to get by. Do you do do? You finish and then you romance again. All in favor say aye. Aye. Peaches, pineapples. I got custard, blackberry, blueberry, appleberry, gooseberry, strawberry pie. I remember one afternoon an artist. Well, take your pick. Come on, but tell me quick. All in favor, say aye. How's about it? Oh, boys, I'm starving. Too much business. Hurry, hurry. Too much trouble. Worry, worry. There's a million other things I could think of. Chasing money, not doing. Oh, it's funny how we do it when the only thing that matters is love. And how? Take a chance with romance, put your head on her shoulder, but never get bold or say I. Do, 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 do. So have lots of fun with just the right one. All in favor, say I, 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 I. All in favor, say I. Free FM 89.0 at the Peter Community Media, Geraldo and his orchestra. And all in favour say aye, 1941, as the Allies took Tobruk from the Italians. Well, American singer-songwriter Sam Cooke, Clarksdale, Mississippi, January 31, 1931. When the um, young Sam Cooke was uh, young, the family relocated to Chicago. You Send Me, Chain Gang, Twisting the Night Away in what was called, by authorities, justifiable homicide. Cook was shot dead by motel manager Irma Franklin, December 11, 1964. Let me tell you about a place Somewhere up in New York way Where the people are so gay Twisting the night away Twist the line. Let's twist the line. Yeah. Yeah. 
Great music from the late Sam Cooke, born this day. Twisting the night away. Rod Stewart did a version of that song also. Well, talking about music, it's been a sad 72 hours plus. We This week we lost the likes of David Crosby of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young. We also lost New Zealand singer Larry Morris of Larry Drebbles. <laughs> independent community media cosmopolitan news and views remember the podcast available next week that's the late larry morris and larry's rebels yes he died this week along with david crosby of crosby stills nash and young it's been a sad week and 
Also in politics, and Margaret Evans is coming up in Good Afternoon, Mel. Good afternoon, and the present Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, is looking forward to regaining a private life away from the bruising realities of a political fishbowl. Our guest is a former Mayor of Hamilton, who also faced public scrutiny, but at a time when coverage by media was far less aggressive than today. To what extent does that difference play out in political life today? Margaret Evans. Yeah, good afternoon, Mel and everybody. Um, happy Chinese New Year. Yes, how are you today, Margaret? Well, about 10 minutes ago, I made a comment that the problem we have anti adun media in this country, and I look at the subject of News Talk ZB and also Magic, no, what is it called today, FM, and I think of the likes of Rachel Smalley and also on the other station, Miss Hawksby and Mike Hosking. They do not like Adun. That is part of the problem. Um, they forced her out with their comments. Can I just give you another perspective? Yes, go for it. Uh, um, look, I agree with you. I think some of the media uh, frontliners that we have in this country um, are symptomatic of the culture of our times. And it has definitely changed. Just this morning, I was reading um, an article in the Washington Post online. Yes. And I you know, like to have a Sunday morning listening to what's on in the world. And they were reminding that back in 1862, and I'd forgotten about this, 1862, which was just before the military confrontations here that established, you know, the city of Hamilton, there was a major riot in New York City. And it was all to do with the inability of some people to get on with other people. So since we're talking about Jacinda, um, Let's just remember that her key theme was to be kind to each other. And, you know, that's just never, ever been more important than it is today. So it's not just your Mike Hoskins and co. Uh, you only have to spend uh, half an hour chatting to people uh, beyond the media, you know, just out in the grassroots. And people are beginning to say the most terrible things. I'm reminded that you know we've come a long way since what we used to call savagery and we've had this thing called civilization but hey you guys i'm sure you're all familiar with yep. some of the things that people will say in social media we we, we can use their yep. names Ma margaret we got a new word during the COVID lockdown it was called keyboard keyboard warriors mm. and everybody's everybody's a keyboard journalist these days and they can um they can make up comments on anybody. And I take the note of Dan Wooten, who works for a, a British network. He's a Kiwi. And he said, I quote, good riddance to uh, Jacinda Ardern. Oh, uh, and, and uh, you know, I'm with you totally. Um, we should be celebrating the fact it's never been easier for us to have conversations. But for heaven's sake, where is the chivalry we used to have? Where is this con where is the civilization we used to be so proud about? I um, uh, um, was commenting again this morning to some friends that I really was surprised. Uh, uh, somebody I know is an absolute and utter fan of Jacinda. She will not hear anything uh, against her, and I think that's great. But the next moment she goes out and suggests hanging, quartering, and hanging, drawing, and quartering. 
anybody that spoke against Jacinda. Well, now, heaven's sake, isn't that just as bad? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, where's the be kind bit? Why aren't we just saying what an incredibly unusual politician she was? Yeah. Because she was so kind. And if you want to criticise her, criticise her. But for heaven's sake, do yeah. it in a civilised manner. Yeah, later in the week, I caught up with the YouTube uh, coverage by the Late Show host, um, Stephen Colbert. And he praised, and Jacinda Ardern got a standing ovation after Colbert made his comments about Jacinda. And as a joke, he said, and he's still waiting to be the bridesmaid at um, Clark and Jacinda's um, funeral. That's how, that's how Stephen Colbert took it. And it brought the house down yeah. in that new, new, new York theatre. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and I think we are saying the same thing here. It, at the end of the day, we are not talking about whether or not you are a supporter of Jacinda's or whether you think that her time in government has not been successful. What we're saying here is, for heaven's sake, let's keep the conversation in a chivalrous manner. Let's be able to talk with each other yeah. politely. I keep thinking of my mother. You can be as angry as you want. You can be as critical as you want, but always always be polite about yep. it. Margaret, Margaret, are you still got any of it as you may have got when you were Mayor of Hamilton, the hate mail? Have you still got any of it? I've, um, uh, uh, in the general picture, we're now talking about essentially misogyny. People who, and it's women as well, people who felt it was wrong to have a woman um, in that sort of leadership position. I didn't get much. I got a bit. I've had, um, in those days, a bit of harassment. I think most people now know the story of me being at a local government conference and I was coming down in the lift just with one other person who happened to be a mayor, I might add, who grabbed me. And, uh, you know, I've been taught to look after myself and it was obviously not an opportunity for me to talk him down. So I did the old proverbial knee in the right places, just as the lift door opened and we walked into a mass of men <laughs> now i have to tell you i got a lot of support for that action but it's not one that i would suggest unless you feel you need that sort of defense i have had a few phone calls because my phone number was easily accessible um never anybody really being absolutely death-threatening me um, rather, it was usually an invitation about whether I'd like to go out on a date, <laughs> and usually quite crisply in the language. And I used to say, well, I don't make arrangements like that on the telephone. Um, because remember, I was a single woman. Yes. And, and, and not all that much older than Jacinda when I was first elected to the, the you know, as mayor of Hamilton. Um, and as for the vitriol, that we're now talking about that comes through on social media, etc. I think, to be fair, the only vitriol I encountered was from one or two councillors. And that was usually done in private. And um, we managed to get through all of that. Um, different times now. Uh, um, I can't believe that people are just so upfront with some of their opinions in using such appallingly bad language. And if there's anything that we need to remember from Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, I go back and I say, 
she reminded us after Christchurch to be kind to each other. You can have the most robust discussions. That's what democracy is all about. But for heaven's sake, be kind to each other when you're doing that. Otherwise, you know, we're going to be Ukraine and Russia. It's rather ironic that the one time the Prime Minister slipped up there, it was caught by the microphones. And she found herself in unfamiliar territory, perhaps. We like to think so. Because being kind... We all all know about that, don't we? Uh, um, That was just a bit of an aside. And and I think she was being uh, uh, metaphorical. <laughs> hey, uh, I, I, I all, I know all about harassment. Coming, having done, um, been in the court media circuit there. Um, both Mike Mather of the Waikato Times and myself used to get, got harassed by people inside and outside the court because they didn't like their names being put on the paper or on air. And I know, mm. I know Mike. I got to know Mike pretty well, and um, he he just he just published the names within the within the law, mm-hmm. and you, you get these people coming up to you, yelling in your face, "You don't print my name in your paper, or you don't call." What are you doing here? Mel got a bit of that too, and uh, I remember walking out of court on a Saturday. Mel and got uh, got verbally abused by somebody, so I know about being verbally abused, being part of the media. But it doesn't achieve anything, does it? Except get people's hackles up. So where is the intelligence in all of that? And I go back to the point, where is the civilization in that? I mean, you would be much more likely to listen to somebody if they approached with you, approach you with their concerns. Let's have a discussion about this. But yeah, well, we live in a time where the anger has come to the surface. We saw that yeah. in Parliament with, uh, with uh, Jacinda Ardern as well. You yeah. know, it's it's a it's a it's a difficult time that we live in, and we're only going to get through it reasonably if we learn to have those conversations. Mm. Have you have you got any have you got any um, things to say to the current mayor of Hamilton? How the how how should she take the abuse? Because she's copped a fair bit in the in the in the term she has been mayor of Hamilton. What advice would you give um, our current mayor? Well. Really, don't read it if it's too bad. <laughs> don't spend your time uh, um, um, on social media. You are much better off getting out and about with the, uh, um, you know, the real people of the community. But at the same time, you always have to canvas the place. Yeah. If people are really angry, if you've got a lot of people really angry, you know that there is an issue. A long, long time ago, Kath Tizard, when she was mayor of Auckland, and she was a seasoned politician, and I remember her advising me, if one person says something to you, always listen. If two people say the same thing to you, really prick up your ears. If the third person, this is like three readings of the bill, if you hear the same thing from the third person, you know you have an issue and really take notice. And that's the best advice I was ever given, and I think that's advice for Paula. Um, don't let it get you down, but hear what is being said. That, that's fair advice from a person who's been on the, the side of a microphone as talkback host many years ago now, and also as a local politician, so you've seen both sides of it. I sure have. <laughs> 
<laughs> and I think you're quite right when you refer to the court reporting element. Um, I think as a journalist, I probably had more um, sharp words thrown at me than I ever did as mayor. <laughs> we thank you for those kernels of wisdom. Yes, Margaret, enjoy your day and um, we'll have to get back to you in a couple of months' time just to check up on how the things with the Founders Theatre is going on. We've got to have an update on that. Oh, we're looking forward to an update on that. The council report is um, on its way and we're all pretty excited to see what it will say. Yeah, it's been a quite an interesting week within the, the council here. I, I read all the reports of alcoholism and drug taking within the within the managers and workers in that council it's it's quite it was quite an interesting story mm, mm. <laughs> we'll leave it there margaret have a have a great sunday okay same to you and bah, bah. Uh, as i said um uh, happy chinese new year yeah ni, ni hao ni Ma hao and, uh, uh, um, yes, Nihau. Okay. Margaret Evans, Bye. former Bye. mayor of Hamilton City. I, I like talking to Margaret. She, she is, she is top notch when it comes to political comment and we'll keep you up to date, of course, in the next few months, um, about the Founders, uh, Theatre. I think it's time for some more music. And, um, last week I played a song by Sandy Edmonds called, um, it was the theme to the Galloping Gourmet. And I checked this week, Sandy Edmonds died only a couple of years ago. So, um, yeah, it is, it is it is sad. Hey, as we pay tribute again to the late, great Larry Morris of Larry's Rebels.
especially played for Trevor, who reminded us last week when we were talking about TV nostalgia of the Power Game. And um, that's it. That's a theme from the Power Game. We'll be talking to Trevor within the next 20 minutes or so. Familiar Glen Miller Orchestra and the old Chattanooga Choo Choo. Do you know where Chattanooga ch- is, JD? Well, somewhere in America, but I'm not sure where you, it is. You, you know the tune anyway about the train? Well, I think I've heard it maybe once before. Step aside, partner, it's my day. Bend an ear and listen to my version of a really solid Tennessee excursion. Well, here's a guy who's been on many excursions here in New Zealand on board train, and he's got the latest on Tahuya. Hello, JD. Hello, um, Mel, and hello, Bruce. Uh, wishing everyone uh, listening a very um, happy new year, and um, hopefully everything for 2023 will be good. Thank you for that. J.D., it's a time in the school holidays when you get a chance before you return to Frankton School, where you're a pupil, to visit railways. Yes. And you've studied also disasters over um, the ten years of your life. Mm, I have. What have you come to offer us today? Well, today I'll be talking about how... Not too long ago, on Monday the 16th of January, so a few days ago, the Tehuya started back up, and hopefully this year will be a good year for Tehuya. Hopefully it will start making much more profit, and hopefully much more people this year will be using it. I think it's a very good train service, and um, hopefully we're going to get lots of customers for it this year. And also one thing i like to say is on Wednesday the 11th of January, which is I think maybe a week ago, the Northern Explorers started back up, and once again, I hope um, Kiwi Rail makes some profits off of that, and hopefully lots of people will be using it. And um, I'll definitely be down at the station watching them and waving to all the passengers going by. And filming or video, video, videoing the trains passing, identifying the loco drivers. Yes, definitely. And also, um, thanks to my mum, who's not talking on radio today, um, because um, she actually lended me her camera that I'm training on, and I'm starting to take pictures of trains that she started to upload onto a computer where she can now post on my page. So um, slowly I'm starting to get into the more photographic things, but I definitely won't stop videoing the trains. It's definitely one of my biggest interests, and photographing is just a new thing coming along. You've been a busy boy this week. I've just seen the video of you water blasting your, your mother's property with the concrete. You've got your big, got your big cricket hat on, and away you go, and the, uh, the bare feet. And You've been water blasting this week. Had fun? Yes, I did. Actually, it's my neighbour's water blaster. Um, I've got to say, we have one of the best neighbours. He's very friendly. 
he's always open to us, um, so we always make him dinner um, every now and again, and um, he's very friendly, so he's, he always um, lets me water blast every now and again. And um, I did the driveway one time. We did um, our part of the driveway, and then we did the carport, and then on the front of the house. And um, very enjoyable. We did it over the span of two weeks, um, two weekends. Sorry. A busy young man. Uh, did you turn the water blaster, blaster on yourself? Um, well, 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 no. But <laughs> I, I've, I've heard that apparently, if I do that, my skin will just evaporate off the um, the, the earth. So. Things can go wrong, happen by accident. Mm, yes. In the railway's history worldwide, it seems inevitable, J.D., that there will be tragedies. Unfortunately. We learn from that bad experience to improve safety. Yes, we always learn from mistakes, especially in major rail accidents. Um, when you have um, people investigate these accidents and find out the cause, and once the cause is found out... Um, Later versions of locomotives and rolling stock, or wagons basically, can be enhanced and also made safer to operate and hopefully make everyone in the in industry know that they are safe working with equipment that has been checked and that is specialised. It, it, um, it is quite sad because um, I know during in Scotland during World War Two, they had troop trains returning bringing the troops home and there was a few crashes there, killing killing some of the personnel, just returning home from war. So, yeah, those tragedies do happen over the years. Sometimes they're inexplicable, despite all the investigation. Mm. There's yes. one that you might, might be acquainted with that happened in the United States of America when a train, instead of stopping on a siding before regaining the main route, re-emerged onto the main track unaware that they were then on a collision course. Unfortunately, so this was a VRL train. It's called the Hinton Train Collision and um, Canadian National Train. Um, we don't know what happened to the two crew members inside of that engine. We'll never know for sure because they were both killed in the accident, including the VRL crew the cab so i guess we'll just never know it was a horrific yeah. accident yeah then we can't we can't forget christmas eve 1956 here in new zealand tangawai uh, mount Doru payu was exploding and the lava from got onto the line people lost their lives the queen of the time the late her majesty was in new zealand at the time and uh, she gave a message to the people of the of, well was it the empire of the commonwealth in 1956 one of the two but that's one of the big disasters of New Zealand history as a volcano exploded, Mount Oruapehu. It is the worst, um, I think, peacetime accident um, in New Zealand history, including railways. And hopefully it will never be recreated in this modern age. Um, because with all the safety technology that we have, especially down south on the North Island main trunk, we have lots of indicators. Obviously, we have radio transmission from the train operators, the drivers, to train control in Wellington, and they're very um, highly skilled personnel yep. who know what they're doing. Yep. Multiple um, um, signalling devices have been installed down there. So when there's ever a laha or a, um, a flood um, they will indicate that the roads are closed and also the railway line will be closed. Yeah, sadly, I have seen a fatal accident on uh, with a car and a train oh, about 10 years ago, returning either returning to Auckland or coming home from Auckland to return to Cambridge. 
and um, it was a fatal accident. You see the tarpaulin go up because it was a car versus train accident. It was fatal, of course. But, yeah, sometimes people in cars make choices to try and run the train. I've, I've, I've definitely witnessed it in my multiple years of train spotting, um, especially down the station, um, trespassers. Um, it's always one thing, they're never staying on the platform, but they're always walking on the railway line. And also, I've seen people trying to play chicken with the train before, and me and my mum, my mum just says to me to look away, so um, it's, yep. it's quite annoying as well. And also, if tragedy, tragedy does struck, it, it doesn't go away from the, from the driver, or something that will stick with the train driver for the rest yep. of his life. Uh, on the nicer side of trains, the bullet trains in Japan, I've seen videos of them, and they mm. go like the clappers. Mm. Yes, they're, they're um, extremely fast, um, amazing, amazing technology. But I don't think we'll ever see something like that in New Zealand more of because um, there's no point in having a very fast train network here in New Zealand because especially as the Northern Explorer is not like, see it as a suburban train. It's not what it is. It's... um. It's a scenic train that takes you through the country, for the country, you know, and the greenery of New Zealand, and um, it's, it's basically not like a five-second journey across the whole of New Zealand. Yeah, just just keep talking. I'm just trying to find some music. Just keep talking. Oh yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, but yeah, I don't really see the purpose of having a um, um, a bullet train here in New Zealand. It's just really not necessary because the whole point of Northern Explorer is still a sort of fast journey. But at least you get to see the greenery and landscape of New Zealand much better, as you weren't, you wouldn't see all that on a bullet train. Yeah, have you? Do they still take those train, uh, those uh, steam excursions to places like Fongamamana? Um, possibly, but I'm not too sure. The last time. Yeah, because that's the that's the town where they elect uh, goats as the mayor for the day, or something like that. And I've heard that before. Yeah, so um, and those those trips are very very uh, popular, and um, I, I look I, I look at some of the old photos of school kids aboard trains are going back to boarding school or something like that, and a happy bunch of kids on on those trains. There was recently a steam excursion down south that obviously I did not get to see because. It was quite a few hours down from Hamilton. And also, I believe it's also on right now as we speak, um, there is an open day at, at Paikakariki's um, Steam Incorporated Depot where they have the JA out, 1271, and their depot is open, and I believe it's free to enter, and you can just have a look around, and it's pretty cool. And you can also have a look inside the cab and all that. So... Um, it's definitely definitely quite amazing. And in your free time, not much of that, <laughs> you're developing the ability to portray railways in art. You like the technical aspects of every line, every proportion, every angle? Well, I try to do my best to get my pictures as accurate as possibly you can get them on paper. So if it was a really high-tech drawing, like like I had to put all the detail in, then I definitely do that. So basically every line and lots of research goes into it. So if I see like, um, for example, on the DX class, their sandboxes are quite unique because um, of where they're placed. And they're, I guess, where the sand comes out of, comes out of um, sandbox from 
into the rails, onto the rail, sorry. Um, it's quite picture, um, picturesque, so I might as well um, draw it exactly as though I can find it on pictures of the DX class. I, I don't know if you saw this, but the Prime Minister, sorry, the former Prime Minister's uh, partner, Clark Gayford, was on television the other night on a repeat of his um, house-moving programs, and in connection with Glenbrook, this couple brought an old railway carriage to live in, and your mate from Glenbrook was featured on that particular documentary with uh, Clark Gayford. Did you ever see that? No, I did not, unfortunately. You'll have to, you'll have to catch it up with um, the now former Prime Minister's husband-to-be. And as I said, this couple, they are building a house out of an old railway carriage, and Glenbrook's involved with this. So, um, okay, didn't know, didn't know Glenbrook had to do anything with that, but good to know. You'll have to talk to your mate about that and get us more info about that. Yeah, I'd love to, yeah. We look forward to your next excursion on the airwaves, J.D. Bowman. Thank you. Enjoy what little remains of your school holiday. Yes, it's it's back to back to school soon. What class are you in this year? I am in room nine, I think. I'm pretty sure. So next to my really older classroom, room nine. Anyway, let's go to Tikiwili for tea aboard the train. Do a tour of Tarangi where the Maoris have a hangy. Then I'll wind up in the old Waitomo caves. I'm going to tread the narrow path at Narawahia and dash to Danaburg before the beer is cut. I'm going to town the Tamaranui, wander down the Wanganui. Then I'm going to live it. I'm gonna chat about the Shadow Tonga Rero. I'm gonna talk about the Tokamaru Bay. And when I tell a man or two about the Manawatu, they'll wonder why I ever went away. I'm gonna crow about the good old Coromandel and tell them where I like to see why we're ashore. Although it sounds like Taranaki, well I'm shooting at Wairaki, I can always hit the geothermal bore. I'm gonna have a cup of tea on Cavity Island, and a cup of coffee in Coffee Town. Drink a handle or a schooner when I pack my tacapuna, where the wider matter never lets me down. I wanna eat a pie at Old Pikakariki, see the wishing well. Ash Burton on the nightcaps and tea and tickywitty, it's 24. Past one. Well, in the history lesson today, we told you that Tobruk was taken by the Allies this day, and of course they took it from the Italians. So, another memory of 1941. Flanagan and Allen. If a grey haired lady says, How's your father? That'll be Mademoiselle If she smiles and says How's your father? That will be Mademoiselle If she says Parlez-vous Tootsie, tell me do How is he after all these years? If a grey-haired lady says How's your father? That's Mademoiselle from Mom and Going across the sea, my lad. I wish you luck, my son. Thanks, Dad. You've got a great big job to do. A job that must be done. Yes, Dad. If you should meet a lady there that I knew years ago. Yes? Just give her my kind regard. How will I know? If a grey-haired lady says, How's your father? 
Oh, that will be mademoiselle. If she smiles and says, How's your father? That will be mademoiselle. If she says, Polly Boo, Toot sweet, tell me do. How is he after all these years? If a gray-haired lady says, Don't tell your mother, That's mademoiselle from mom and dear. I remember one time, son, we were coming out of the trenches, and although Armentiers was 80 kilos away... 80 kilometers? That's yes. a long way, Dad. Yes, son, I went and saw her. And another time we were going up the line of Passchendaele. And you know, it was a dark night, and you could hear... Shell on the right. Shell on the right. Shell on the right. Shell on the left. 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 <laughs> there she was. Mademoiselle from Armentiers... Coming up the line with us. Blimey, Dad, did you do any fighting at all? Oi. If she says, Polly Boo, too sweet, tell me do. How is he after all these years? If a gray-haired lady says, Don't tell your mother, That's Mademoiselle from Mom and Free FM 89.0 Independent Community Media remembering the Allies taking Tobruk this day in 1941. From 1941, that is Flanagan and Allen. Here's a memory and a half the old Dick Van Dyke show. People remember it in black and white. It was a great year in television that year because also on television around the same time as, of course, the Dick Van Dyke show was a certain cartoon series. Remember this? Yes, the Flintstones theme, remember that, from the 60s. Still on television somewhere in the world, Mel. Mel remembers the Flintstones. Oh, yes. <laughs> what are we going to talk about next? Well, let's picture the scene. A walk by the lake. Lake Rotorua in Kirikiriona. Kirikiriroa, Hamilton, with Wakama bobbing in a gentle breeze. 
yet sufficient to send a model sailing yacht skimming over the ripples under radio-controlled signals to its sails and rudder from its creator, a retired hobbyist. It's a good day, a good day for family picnic. And more than one such family found the lake to their liking. Among them, the family of Tracy and Garth Walton. Tracy, that day, there was a young man accosting people passing on the walkway around the lake. And he came up with the offer that I never received before and expect never to receive again. That is correct, yes. He was selling? He, no, not at all. He found, he found some beauty in collecting these acorns that had fallen from the tree. And he wanted to share that with people around that were walking past and that was his way of I guess outreaching to other people and just making a connection he just loved it he, he's if you'd known him when he was little little he was so shy but he is so out there now and we were a bit reserved and anxious for him because he received a lot of declines nobody really wanted to receive those acorns but I think um, there's that fear of what's associated with the acorn. What what do you want from us taking this acorn? So, um, and that's how you crossed our path, is when uh, the person you were walking with accepted the acorn and we started talking. So it was a form of connection. Yeah. And we see the joy. Oh, yes. The joy in the young man. Yeah. What age would he be? Uh, he's nine. Mm-hmm. He's nine. And they were visiting us up, uh, visiting us from, um, what did they say? Hikawai. So it's just obviously enjoying school holidays and school friends. And, um, yeah. It is is still a lovely spot, Hamilton Lake. I remember as a kid, we had the big slide, which came from the streets down and down to where the current uh, cafe is. But sadly, it got too PC for the council at the time so they removed it it was, it was fun yeah. the children's playground is still there yes and it's it's a good spot to have a meal and bring your kids there but you've also got to be wary too that there are people around who have other aims in life yes. in that in yeah. that particular area so you you've you, you you've just got to watch yourselves in that area yeah, yeah for there's, sure there's a few vagrants it's difficult to know how to convey the difference, the discretion <laughs> to our young folk. Absolutely. Like, he couldn't tell. For us, it's easier as, I guess, older and wiser to determine a character by the way, the way they're walking or looking or the facial expression, whereas nothing held him back to who he approached. So there was an innocence in his giving. A wonderful Innocence is yes. precious, yes. and it's not forever. We know. No, no. Unfortunately, he didn't let the, but he didn't let those rejections get him down. He was uh, still very keen to keep going. I, I look at our previous host, uh, sorry, previous guest, JD. You may have seen him here. He's brilliant. He's a train spotter. He loves trains, oh, wow. and he's well presented. And you've probably heard him speak. You probably yes, met him I out the back. Yeah. yeah, he's. He's just one of those young guys who's out there and he loves his trains, etc., etc. Yeah. And yes. happy to share that, right? Isn't it wonderful? Yeah. Yeah. It's their awesome. future. Yeah. They will make of this community what they will. Yes. Influenced by all of these sort of eddies and whirlpools in the passage of life. 
Oh, absolutely. Your life hasn't exactly gone, perhaps, do we suggest, according to plan. No, no. Um, we are immigrants. Um, we had to, well, not had to, but uh, we made a choice to leave um, because my husband and I had got married and we wanted to have children, but we couldn't afford to have a family. So we are originally from Zimbabwe. Um, we love our home country, um, but just to the um, political demise, um, it was, we couldn't afford, um, the jobs that we had um, wouldn't pay, we couldn't afford to live on our own, we couldn't afford uh, education if we wanted to have children, we couldn't afford medical, and we were fortunate enough to come across a New Zealand company, employment company, advertising for tool makers in Zimbabwe. That's where you come in, I guess. Y yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, welcome to Hamilton, New Zealand, and welcome to being a Kiwi. Yes, yeah. I, I, I look at South Africa now, and I read these stories online because I do a lot of me media reading. Yep. Zimbabwe at the moment, the old Rhodesia, it's pretty corrupt. Yes, very, very, very unfortunately. Yeah. It's pretty sad. There's no justice system at all. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, well... Pretty much the whole middle class is kind of left there. So yeah, yeah, and and, and of course, um, Zimbabwe went downhill, um, and South Africa too, kind of when Nelson Mandela died. So uh, mm. he he tried to bring these countries together, and uh, something happened. Yeah, <clears throat> although Zimbabwe and South Africa are totally separate countries. Yeah, but they, they've got links, of course, with the late Robert Mugabe. Yeah, there was there was links links through the Af the African National Congress, but I sort of don't want to divulge too much because hmm. I, I might come across ignorant. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so our port of call was to come to New Zealand, and um, yeah. So from Very the fortunate. deeply ingrained problems facing Zimbabwe, <laughs> you found your... Well, we were in the early stages in 2001 when we came over. Yeah. So it, it got progressively worse after that. Mm. And um, we were kind of fortunate to have left when we could. Mm. Uh, a lot of people can't afford to leave. Mm. So my whole family is still there now. And um, yeah, so... <clears throat> but... New Zealand's been a blessing. For sure. And you know, we were originally were in Auckland and we moved down here to Hamilton in two thousand twelve and it was probably probably the best move. Is there any similarities between your hometown or city to Hamilton? Is there any similarities? Um, we both grew up on farms. Yeah. And then, but God's trades uh, calls them to the industrial areas. So, so we found it quite hard in Auckland um, because obviously that's a bit, very big industrial um, area, but coming to Hamilton, the growth from the time we arrived to what it is now, it's um, the industrial side has really grown so much that it created job opportunity for Garth. And your children have made friends at school. Oh yes, definitely. Uh, yeah. our, what, what's happened is our we've actually our friends from our children. Our children's parents have become our friends, so that's our family now. And um, like our friend JD, you, you, you've got a good school to go to and uh, education moves on. Getting ready for the big day when you've got to go back to school? 
I think that's a question for Sarah. Hello, Sarah, how are we? Uh, I'm good. Are you getting ready to go back to school? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> You've been enjoying your holidays? You did the CYC camp. She was fortunate enough to go to CYC camp, which is the Christian Youth Centre in Narawahia. Tell us what it was like there, Sarah. The first few days was a bit rainy, so we couldn't do uh, most of our activities. Um, I quite enjoyed some of the activities that we did get to do. There was some activities that were a bit annoying because <laughs> you had to get your clothes dirty. and. Oh, yes, the <laughs> mudslide, the famous mudslide, was oh, it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and this is your sister behind you? Um, yes. <laughs> Talk to us. She's a bit shy. No, we'll, we'll, let, we'll let Sarah do all the she talking. She is very shy. I've got four children and you bring them up the same way, but they are all so different. That's what makes yeah. this interesting society. <laughs> well, one thing about this, uh, this interview, this has been made into a podcast right as we speak. So when Free FM tomorrow we're back in business, they'll put it on podcast on the on the website. So you can play this interview to uh, your friends and family. Send it overseas. Send it all around the world. Oh, awesome! That'll be awesome. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> were you at the family picnic? Your family picnic? No, because we were going to go and pick her up from the camp. So she was at the camp, and then um, everybody else from our family was there. Have you been to camps? like that before um yes i have been there three or four other times with my friend um malika from Narawa here you're very happy if you have a friend who comes to the same camp in the summer you can look forward and plan for it do you really get to know those you've never met before going to the christian camp um yes i especially the leaders who take care of us i've had most of the same in most of the camps, we've I've had the same leaders, but this camp I had some different leaders, and they're completely different to my other leaders, and I got to know them a bit more. One day you may be a leader yourself in such a camp. Maybe. <laughs> so, so Christianity plays a big big part in your lives. You're a church, avid churchgoers, Sunday school, etc., etc. Yes, 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 yes huh? we are. Um, we went always. Um, just started the journey when I was pregnant with my um, first child. Um, I did not grow up in a Christian background at all. Um, a rough background. <laughs> um, my husband did grow up in a Christian home, um, but he was a boarder most of his life. And later on in his teens, he, te- he rebelled. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've certainly had a journey coming from... Yeah. non-Christian backgrounds. Well, was I hearing right? These are just two of your children. Yes. Where, what's, yes. Where, where's the other? Where's the other? Well, the oldest is seven. The, the eldest is 17 and then our second eldest is 14. And... Uh, they didn't want to come to free FM. Oh, well, they've, they've got the prior mount. arrangements. Oh, busy life. Not yeah. only at home, but... In yeah. their social life too. Yeah. Oh, they're not of the sevens today, are they? No, the one went to to the mount to the beach at the mount, and um, the other one has gone with her boyfriend to play laser tag. Laser tag. <laughs> Encouraging your children in every respect you can to follow in the faith. Yes, as it's, much it's, as we can. As much as we can, we can only you can only teach. Um, I th- the rest is up to them, and we we. 
yeah, it's difficult because there's such a lot of peer pressure around for them to fit in with their friends and what their friends are doing. So it, it's not easy, but it is, it's certainly challenging, but we, we try our best. How different is it here than it might be for such a family as yours were you to have stayed in Zimbabwe? Well, Zimbabwe is uh, predominantly a, a Christian country and um, it's openly expressed. You know, you can, you'll, you'll go to a supermarket and you'll be listening, there's Christian music playing in the background. And yeah, so it's, it's everywhere, you know. So you don't get that... Um, uh, how can I? I don't have the word for it, but it's like um, it's a little bit old-fashioned. We yes, yeah, it is very old-fashioned, and um, so you, you're getting people a lot more reverent towards that ideology. Zimbabwe was exposed to the evils, if that's mm. what it amounts to, yeah. of inflation. Yep, making people's savings as good as worthless. Definitely. I mean, there was most people lost their savings overnight when they um, when they changed the currency over. People practically lost every single cent mm. when they just said, "Right, we're going on to US dollars and other currencies." That's a hard knock to take in very, anyone's life. Very much so, especially for the retired people. Do you blame it on politicians? Yeah, yeah, definitely, and and corruption because you know. People are paying their taxes, and you'll find that most of these politicians are lining their pockets and they're buying flash cars. And there's no money; the tax money is not going back into infrastructure, so the infrastructure is just degrading as time goes by. Yep, there was one man who influenced being when it was Rhodesia. The name of Ian Smith. Yes, but you would remember Ian Smith. Yep. He he used to have the, all these battles aboard um, warships with. Yes. Uh, British politicians like the late Harold Wilson. Yes. And, of course, there's also... So there was another politician. He was born here in New Zealand. You remember him? Garfield Todd. Garfield Todd, yes. yes. Remember Garfield Todd? He was a yeah. New Zealander. Who, oh, right. Yes. And a Christian missionary, as it happens, by okay, background. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realise that. No. So you guys do remember Ian Smith? When yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I was a little young tot when I was still the, the bush war, so... Um, it was quite a scary time as as young boy. I, I was started boarding school right from my second year of. Um, it becomes school. dangerous, does it, Garth? Yeah, we used to have to get in a in a, in a military convoy to mm. to get to go into town because we lived like a hundred kilometres out of town, and I went to boarding school in in Harare, the capital. So hard to change from the society it it had become. Under British influence. Well, at at time of independence, I think the um, British government had a hand in the government, the the, um, Robert Mugabe's government, right up until the the early 90s, uh, even maybe the mid-90s. And it was at that time when the British government pulled away because they were monitoring elections all the time. And uh, it, it was then that things started to head south, you know, where um, he was kind of obligated to, I, I, I probably don't, don't want to divulge too much whether it's sensitive or whatever, but I, I think they were obligated to the Chinese because Mugabe was 
weapon, all their weapons were given by, to the, by the Chinese uh, Communist Party at the time. And uh, so now you'll find they were obligated to the Chinese because you find there's a large Chinese influx into, into Zimbabwe and they, their industry is, is catered for by their own. So a lot of people that are local are not getting those jobs. They are importing their own staff. And uh, so the money's not going back into the country. Yep. If Zimbabwe can emerge unscathed from this challenge in politics, is there a time that awaits when Africa will be a rich continent? I, I, I very much doubt that in this current world atmosphere as it is, you know, these big corporations... They, they want a finger in that pie, and so long as they've got a finger on it, they, those, they're going to be oppressed. Did Britain exploit Zimbabwe in its former capacity? I'd, I'd say so. I think things would lot have turned out a lot better if, if the British um, pioneers, as, as such, the colonial, colonial guys, had approached it in a more civil manner. It came down to diamonds. Yeah, well, diamonds is much later. Um, gold was the main source of um, of resource that they were after. I've heard a few bad things about Cecil Rhodes, the man whom the original name of Rhodesia was yes. named after. There was he did a lot of good, but he also, if you read read into his story, he did a lot of bad too. He was just yeah. one of those colonial governors they had. Yes, he he had he had a narrative, and it wasn't a good one because. Um, from what I've read in history, that there were people there before Cecil Rhodes, and they they had respect for the locals, and they they won favour, and they were able to prospect for gold and um, and minerals with the permission of that. But then when Rhodes came along, he enforced himself there, yeah. and. Um, Lobangula, who was the king in the, in the in the south, he bribed him. He got him hooked on morphine and um, and alcohol, yep. Yep. and made him sign the, the nation away, basically, yep. in a drunken yep. state. Yeah, well, we have to. It has to come down that Cecil Rhodes was racist. It, it was it was just the time. So yeah, uh, I would I would say that uh, you know he's he took advantage of. Um, his his education obviously the Africans had their wisdom, and um, Rhodes, his wisdom gained from Europe, and he used that to um, basically blind the Africans and their culture, you know, and they 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 observe things in a in a um, in a different mindset to us, which. If you if you had to take a step back, that's their wisdom, and and it's probably a good thing. What well, one of these days would you take your family back to Zimbabwe when the conditions become clearer? Would you take them family back? I'd love to. I'd love to take them back. You love the country. I haven't. I love the country. It's a beautiful country, and um, yep. you know, I we went back in two thousand nine. Was the first time in eight years since we'd left Zimbabwe, and. Um, 
to see our family. So we only had two kids at that time. That's uh, our two eldest were there. But they, one was one year old and the other was, but, and so these guys haven't met their grandparents. And, um, you don't do FaceTime with them. And so you want to, yeah, you want to meet them in person. Yeah, we do WhatsApp, uh, video calls, you know, every couple of weeks. You but, obviously have a strong family spirit. Just uh, the fact of your picnic showed that. Yeah. Well, By the uh, lake in my, Hamilton. My friend, uh, we've been best mates since high school and, uh, we did our, trade together in Zimbabwe as well. Well, if you want to watch good uh, Waka armor, go out to Lake Karapiro. They've had the recent events out there at Lake Karapiro. So. Oh, that sounds good. Yep, yeah. no, you know, we Kar- you've been out there Karapiro before. It's a beautiful yes. spot. Yes. used to live nearby. So that's where Waka armor is held. Um, you, you see it on Maori television, etc., etc. So make a day with your family. Take, go out to Lake Karapiro. Good picnic spot. Yeah, it's awesome, yeah. You mentioned your mate, same trade. Yes, and, he's Zimbabwean uh, as well, obviously. Sorry? He's Zimbabwean as well. That's why we were having that picnic down there. Uh-huh. Is that we were, he had come down. I hadn't seen him for quite a couple of years. It's oh. good to keep touch, isn't it, yeah, with friends? Yeah, yeah, so we keep in touch every couple of weeks. Is that know? what happens informally through the church? What's that? No, keeping touch with, connected with people, not yeah, necessarily. Especially where our church is located um, in a low diesel area. Um, in, in Enderley, um, we sort of have community outreach um, at the end of every month. Uh, they have a car boot sale there and a free sausage sizzle and they're trying to connect with the neighborhood and um, sort of bring positivity into sort of a, how can I say, um, a low economic in- uh, society that's, that's sort of trying to make an outreach. You certainly know about the alternative, and it's not inviting. It is not. Yet. It is yeah. not. No, not. Hey, thank you guys for coming in and being part of our Sunday afternoon. We've got one more comment to go. Your mate is welcome any time to come and talk, talk about Zimbabwe. <laughs> Get him in here. We'll, we'll, we'll have a speak to him. I will appreciate the time. It's a pleasure. Have, have a good day, and I hope your sons are enjoying themselves on their... Like being at the like being in the beach on a hot summer's day, thirty <laughs> degrees in the city. I believe I can't tell you what temperature is, <laughs> but uh, anyway, we'll catch you another time. The Thank Waltons, you. the Waltons of Hamilton, Tracy and Garth, with their children, Sarah, age ten, getting back to school. That's the next big thing in your life, is it? Yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be a, another year. Well, you can always report back in how school's going for 2023. We'll catch another time. Trevor is next. Now, just on uh, seven minutes to two, I know Derek is here next with Harmony Waikato. And last week we mentioned you were doing uh, a fill-in program about television themes, and uh, you probably heard a bit of it earlier, the Power Game. I did. I, I can actually remember the theme tune. 
Well, this is it. Listen to this. I did a little bit of research on the late Patrick Weimark, who played the main character. He was nothing like him. He was he was a kind, friendly guy, and uh, it's just a character he played. <laughs> hey, That's Trevor, right. welcome to the Sunday afternoon. How's it going? Oh, pretty good, actually. Uh, earlier this week, I sat down with a, a hot drink, mm-hmm. some hot cross buns, which you can now get in Countdown. Oh, you're making me hungry now. <laughs> And I thought, well, I'd tune into my favourite programme, Coronation Street. Halfway through it, it was cut out. Cassandra Hearn has resigned. Oh, fair enough. It's worthy of breaking in. But it went on and on. And the temp- tank is empty now. I've lost count how many times I heard that. And it went on and on. By the time it finished, they had the programme I was watching was, had long finished. Yeah. Oh. I, you probably heard my comment earlier, and when we were also talking to the mayor, the former mayor of Hamilton, <laughs> that it was mainstream media that forced Jacinda Ardern out. Oh, yeah, I've no doubt on that whatsoever. Yeah, the, the likes of News Talk ZB <laughs> and also Today FM, who claim they are balanced, they are, they're, they've gone off the rock, they've gone off the cliff. Some of these uh, reporters. Oh, they do, and uh, I suppose you can only take so much, but I think. What it is, well, people resign from jobs all the time and nobody knows about it. But I think politicians, royalty, celebrities are held on a too high a pedestal. At the end of the day, they're just like us. They might have extra talents. Yeah. Uh, well, well, we'll get comments from you for the rest of the year on the performance of Chris Hipkins as the new Prime Minister. It, it might be a short term, actually, of the election this year. Yeah, well, hey... <laughs> Don't don't they say a week in politics is a long one or something? That's right. I mean, I wouldn't like that job myself. No. I mean, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. I mean, they had to bring in these restrictions of COVID yeah. on medical advice. And, of course, that restricted a lot of people's lifestyles. And then they had enough of it. And yeah. then they had these big protests. Yeah. As, as I said earlier, Stephen Colby, the American talkback host and comedian, he... His comments on Jacinda Ardern got a standing ovation in that New York theatre. He's wanted to come back to New Zealand because he loved Jacinda Ardern. There's the haters and the young, and the lo- and the lovers of her. Hey, congratulations to her. She's done her she's done her best, but it is time to go. She wants to get married to Clark, and uh, time to move on. She's got a young she's got a young child. I think she's staying on as an MP, isn't she? Uh, um, no, no, she's getting out of Parliament altogether. Oh, okay. Oh, she's just staying up there to yep. the election. Yeah, hey, oh, of course. If, um, just because you tra- you're suffering from withdrawal systems on Coronation Street, we'll leave you. <laughs> Actually, we'll leave up you for the following day. Actually. Yeah. We'll leave you with the theme from Coronation Street. We'll catch you later. There we are, Trevor. Just to remind you that uh, the the series goes on. It was, because the following day, it was an hour long, so they... Started from where the, that started the day of the resignation, 
plus the half hour that would have been on the following day. Hey, and, and uh, enjoy the rest of uh, your day, my friend, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Cheerio. Thanks for listening to this Free FM podcast. If you want to hear more content like this, you can support Free FM via Patreon. Head to patreon.com/freefm89 to find out more.